0: Welcome to the Breaking Bots podcast. Please put on your safety goggles, tighten your seatbelt, and enjoy the ride. Here are your hosts, Brian and Cam.
1: Look at that! Even hitting the posts and everything, our new robot assistant. Because we can't have any more humans on this
0: show. No, not you mean hosts? Yeah, no. Well, yeah. we're gonna have virtual <laughs> host. That works. <laughs> Siri might take my job though. Uh, welcome
1: everybody to. Uh the first and inaugural episode of breaking bots. Yeah. We're going to, it's all battle bots. We're going
0: to kind of eventually split these into two. So yeah. If you're
1: listening on our main usual channel, uh, just know that it will get its own channel shortly. So, uh, it's just, just to give you a little taste yeah you know just a little bit
0: if you really need our hot sports takes they'll still be there
1: exactly uh but nobody really needs those they're just fun to listen to
0: yeah so we've got a um it's some news this week that there's kind of it's it's, i almost call it like a soft opening with BattleBots. they are begin are about to sell tickets for something
1: right it's i mean everybody assumes it's the taping for season four but it It hasn't been officially announced yet, so uh, we'll just call it, what they're calling it is the next Battle Boss event.
0: Yeah, so um, in a little bit we'll be talking to one of the teams, and we'll see kind of how they're preparing without necessarily any formal invitations yet. Right, because you you don't want to
1: start building stuff and not have anywhere to break it essentially so yeah exactly There's too much money to just build on hope i guess yeah man these things are expensive like upwards of twenty thirty thousand dollars uh if you were to just build one by yourself
0: oh yeah so so yeah it's, it helps to have sponsors so we will have um we have witch doctor yes yeah. but it's so it's i i now i forgot this
1: during the interview i forgot one of them but it's Andrea, Mike, and Paul, correct? That is correct. Yeah, I'm so happy with myself now.
0: Yeah, I went backtracking. I was going down a um I kinda went down the YouTube wormhole of some of their matches, and I think I saw Paul operating uh Shaman or Shaman, however you want to pronounce it. Yeah. I have a pinball game that pronounces it shaman, so that's why I call it Shaman.
1: <laughs> well, R. I. P. Shaman got ruthlessly destroyed, so
0: Yeah, so we get to hear from them about, you know, what they've been working on, uh, a little bit of talk from last season, and, you know, like I said, how they're uh, preparing, quote unquote, for, you know, the soft opening that we've got.
1: Now, obviously this was kind of after the announcement of the tickets being sold, and uh, they actually uh, run a makerspace for uh, kids building robots down in Miami. So they were doing the interview from there, so there was some buzzing, uh, they're all sitting around a laptop so we could have them all on. So if the audio is a little funny, that's why.
0: Yeah. As opposed to now where we got dogs trampling right. all over your living room. So
1: if you hear our battle dogs, don't, uh, formally sports dogs. Yeah. Just that's depending, our, on, depending on what podcast you listen to.
0: Yeah, that's our own bite force. And I got to come up with a punny name for one of the other dogs. Well, which one's bite? This is robo dog. Oh, Robo Yeah, Robo Chomper. That's, that's what I called her. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to come up with something <laughs> then for my dog.
1: Oh, I thought you, I thought Bite Force was yours.
0: Well, I was thinking Bite because yours, you know. Well, take your finger off if you try and hand her some food that she really wants, like chicken. Or,
1: or if you have peanut butter that's mixed with medicine. She might try to eat that. Oh, interesting. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So without further ado, we're going to send you off. And coming up here in about 20 seconds team witch doctor
0: yeah let's get it on
1: right, folks, and we are back and we are here with uh... team witch doctor yes And we have Andrea, Paul, and I've already forgotten the third name. It's Mike. Mike.
0: I'm sorry, Mike. So, how are you guys doing today? (laughs) We're doing good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I'm glad to see, you know, we got like, uh, different members of the team. So, it's, it's nice to get, you know, the group in there to hear everybody's opinion. Uh, just quick question for Paul. When I had heard that you were, when you guys started, you were in, uh, North Carolina still when you were working on the team. Yeah, I was located in Charlotte at the time. Oh, okay. So, uh, how long have you been down in South Florida now?
2: Well, I grew up here, but I've been back down here for about three and a half years now after that stint.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So, all right. So, you're another uh, one of the South. Where did you guys meet at? Bots uh, IQ back in the day. What's that?
2: When I was running down here. Okay. Bots uh, IQ was originally down here. Um, we all know kind of Nola Garcia, who was running it at the time, and it was kind of a South Florida uh, happening for several years in a row, and we met through that, through either the high school competition or the college competition.
0: Okay. And, uh, Andrea, you actually, when you came onto the team, I, I guess um, Mike and Paul and some others had already been on the team when you came aboard?
3: Yes, yeah, so I'm a little bit younger, so they were actually doing Witch Doctor at the middleweight level, so 120 pounds, and I was still in college, so I was competing at the collegiate level with the Roomba Category 5. And we actually faced off in the arena quite a few times, and I was never able to beat
0: them. Uh, but once I graduated, then I joined their team. Nice, and I get the I get the hurricane reference with the Category Five too, so I like that. Yeah. Everybody's cool, like everybody's great with the uh catchy team names. I've never, I don't know, I'm just not that clever. But uh, obviously, we have no announcement yet. But this would be you guys' fourth season on the show, so yeah, by now you guys are seasoned veterans. So I guess. One of the first questions I had too is, is there anything, now that you guys are you know, a pretty successful veteran team, is there anything that you see when new teams come in that you can now think to yourselves, oh, that's a classic rookie mistake? Um, I mean, I think
4: for teams, like, you know, scaling your robot design is probably the hardest thing. Like, if you have, a, you know, your favorite design that you've built before, something small scale, uh, it, it just doesn't scale up to 250 pounds like, like it does. Okay. Uh, I think something that we we struggled with too, going from 120 pound robot to the 250 pound robot, it's everything. There's just so much more force involved, and everything's got to be that much that much stronger than you can even like, possibly imagine. You know how much how much energy these 250 pound robots have. So when you see someone talking about using like thin materials or quarter materials, kind of small bolts, zoom stuff like that, you're like, oh yeah, that's gonna
0: break. Oh, okay. interesting. Now you got, um, when you started, you, you had the mini bot to shaman with you, cause I, I think I'd heard you say that you were only at about 220 pounds, so might as well use the extra bot too. Have you gotten witch doctor up close to 250 now, or you still have shaman in the garage ready to break out at times?
4: No, yeah, shaman was, uh, shaman after I blew it off of the, uh, in the, in the rumble a of season two, right? Um, yeah, so last season, Wichock was right at 250, over 250. We had to, you know, shave some weight off of the competition. That's how it always seems to go. You shoot for like 230 and winds up at 255.
0: Okay. And now um, when we talk to teams, especially, and I, I assume it might be the same this season, a lot of teams, whenever we ask, why didn't you do this? Or were you thinking about doing that? A lot of the answers seem to be time and weight, And especially, again, this year, we haven't gotten a hard confirmation yet, but we're hearing something about, you know, in late April. Is it going to be more of the same as last year, where teams are going to be pressed for time and pressing to make weight, do you think? Or have you prepared somewhat for this now? Um,
3: I I think a lot of teams are building at risk. we are definitely been doing a lot of the design work ahead of time, so once they pull the trigger, we start making parts, we're not actually, like, still designing
4: to, to designing is free, right? So we're spending time right now working on CAD stuff, and no one's really spending big bucks yet. I mean, there are some people do that, I don't know, but... Not us. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, last season we, we waited until pretty much had a contract in hand. You build at risk, because you're risking a lot of money, but you're ahead of the, ahead of
0: the game of that's true. And does uh you know working with your sponsors have anything to do with it too? Do they need to kind of be on board? Is like okay, we're definitely having a season now, so. Of course,
4: yeah. That, that's a that's a great point. Yeah. So uh, part of the part of the contract stuff is sponsorship guidelines that, that Battlebots gives you, and obviously Battlebots has to approve your sponsors. So if you can't really approach a sponsor without something concrete saying, "Hey, this this is the event. This is the dates for the event." And yes, you know, uh, an announcement from Discovery Channel definitely helps. You know, and you can say, hey, we're going to be on Discovery and all this great stuff you're going to get for your sponsorship uh, for our team. Mm-hmm. Uh, without the sponsorship guidelines, that basically is what defines what the sponsors can and can't do. Okay. So, huh. so like, you can't really promise them something unless, you know, you have proof of BattleBots.
0: And- all right. Yeah, I'm sure they don't want to give you money based on hope. So, is it um just is it easier or more difficult as far as going from ABC to Discovery and Science Channel as far as acquiring sponsors, or is it about the same? Well,
3: ABC didn't let us have any sponsors on the air.
0: Oh, okay. It
3: made it really, really difficult to get them. You know, kind of an off-air relationship to give us much. So we've had a lot more luck with sponsors on Discovery, season, and I think that's probably true for a lot of teams.
0: I, one of your sponsors is uh, the company that Andrea works for. I don't know if uh, you guys work at the same company or not, but is that, um, is that make it a little easier having it be the company that you're very familiar with?
3: So it's really funny because we actually got that sponsorship. So it was the same season that Rotator debuted, mm-hmm. and Rotator was actually sponsored by Stryker, which is one of our biggest competitors. <laughs> so when I found out that Stryker had a team, they absolutely wanted to be part of.
5: Okay. And nice. it
3: just happens by you know, TV gods that our first matchup was against Rotator in that very first.
0: Uh, matchup. Yeah, that's fun. We had Victor on, and uh, you know, you could tell there was a little bit of uh, I wouldn't say anger in his voice, but he definitely you know wanted to beat you. He's like, "My first time out at this, and I draw Witch Doctor, and I lose." He said that was just kind of a double whammy there. I mean, so it, you guys kind of have a friendly rivalry going with Victor and their team. Yeah, we've known
4: Victor a long time, uh, and again, like he started, he competed in Botcub, the
0: like uh, competition that Paul mentioned. Yeah, he, he he said he's gotten over on you a couple of times in the other competitions, but I think he I think he definitely wants a rematch in BattleBots at some point.
1: <laughs> now, yeah. I would definitely say you guys are one of the fan favorite teams, um, pretty much from the beginning of the uh, reboot on ABC. Um, now, I I would say some people may attribute it to the awesome bot. Because, I mean, let's face it, it's it is. you guys are very successful in what you do, but others may attribute it to the awesome costumes. Uh, you, as far as I can remember, going back for the reboot, you guys were the first to dress up. And uh, how, is, how has that evolved through uh, the seasons, and are, are you guys planning on anything new for this upcoming year?
2: Um, well, the, the original, just a background on that real quick, the original inspiration was Mobius from the Comedy Central days. We knew Buzz. And so that kind of prompted us when we were discussing what we wanted to do. We're like, we could go for the win and, and be the Tombstone-type robot, or we could go for the toy and fan favorite stuff. And at the time, we decided we really wanted a toy. Uh, we obviously, <laughs> obviously on the design because, uh, as you mentioned, the robot is really awesome. But uh, we wanted it to look cool. And Mike originally drew up a really awesome hand sketch of what amounts to a Hot Wheels car, and so we've been kind of aiming for that continuously since then, just evolving the design of the robot. The costumes have, um, they've evolved a little bit, but they're they're kind of taking a second fiddle to the evolution of the robot itself, but we're definitely evolving the costumes and trying to get those um, advanced as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, everybody thinks we've spent so much
3: time on the costumes. We made the costumes at the event, season one, with like a hot, it's the only
5: thing we use to make that. So, oh wow, we've gotten some internet hate actually
3: for it, saying that if we just spent less time on our costumes and more time on the robots, we'd like do better. It's like you have no idea. We spent like twenty minutes on the costumes,
1: and <laughs> I you mean, know. you can't really do much better than you did last year. You made it into the tournament, and I mean, you went up against the guy that finished
0: second. So, and there's no, there's definitely no shame in that. But, I I mean, I noticed that you guys got off to kind of a slow start, you know, lost to Yeti, and then you take on Al Kendall, and suddenly that becomes a do-or-die match, and you guys are up on the railing, and I'm even sitting there thinking, oh, crap, they can't go 0-2. And then I I think Mike kind of pulls the miracle off on the wires there. And not gonna
1: lie, I literally uh, started fast forwarding through that because I thought it was over.
0: That's what you get. That's, that's <laughs> I know what you get.
1: <laughs> Cam actually had to tell me later on that week that you guys won.
0: And then dog. I'm him. so ashamed. So I'm so M- so ashamed. Mike, that was probably like uh, the driving of the year in my mind. Was that more luck or skill on your part?
4: Uh, it was not skill. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, it turns out, like, the, the screws actually have this, they're automated, and they have this uh, anti-failure, t- uh, I guess, loop system or something that once they stall, they basically sit there for a few seconds, and then they actually reverse a very short amount of time. So um, I thought the same thing as you. you know, that was a crazy, crazy match against Al, and uh, in the last few seconds, we got put up on the, on the screws, and I, I freaked out. I definitely, I was not happy. Um, so yeah, I had physically—I had nothing to do with getting off the as much as it looked like on TV. Well, you were setting the ribs back and yeah. forth, so you cool. know, there's <laughs> be a nurse on the inertia of the
1: ribs, yes. Okay, yes. now we're going to cut out the last thirty seconds. Here's the
0: part where you say, "No, it was all me, man." <laughs> 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 yeah, it's. I mean, I it I, I don't. I mean, I've, I've heard you guys talk before about how even in the first season they had to film you guys getting counted out against Bronco three different times. Uh, yeah, to add to yeah. your misery. So, I mean, what we see on TV as far as at least the matches are concerned, how much of that is, let's say, accurate? I mean, are we watching? Because it kind of shows you guys looking dejected, and then Mike gets off the rails, and then they show Al kind of with a defeated look on his face. Is this really no. what we're seeing, or is this kind of yeah. camera tricks here?
4: No, that I mean, that's all true. Like, Al literally dropped to the floor after yeah, he did. Yeah, got us up yeah. on the streets because, you know, he thought he had us, and, uh, you know, that I, we tell our kids here at, the, at our makerspace all the time is, you know, net, the fight's not over until it's over, and uh, I think that was a good a good fight to prove that. Like as soon as we got off the screws, I was I had my eye on the robot. so As soon as we came off, it was I had a few seconds left to, to ride over to Al and try to get a few more hits in because the last last ten seconds of the fight is what the what the judges remember. A good so point. you know, the last thing they see is also up on the screws. And it went to a judge's decision, which it did. It would have been, oh, well, which, you know, the first two and a half minutes wouldn't have mattered. It would have remembered us just
0: getting up on the screws. Come at him with a flurry there. That's smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, for the season, you know, like I said, I thought you guys rebounded well after that first loss. Um, you know, like, since Ultimo Destructo is a multi-bot, it was cool that you decided to send it back to him in multiple pieces. I like that. <laughs> um, but as far as facing Minotaur, what kind of strategy do you have to have against Minotaur? Because it just seems like you're going to meet that drum at some point.
4: The same strategy you'd have against a robot like Tombstone, I think. Okay. Like, I'm all about, you know, you have to go at the weapon because if you don't and they get you. you know, same thing with Tombstone. If you don't go weapon to weapon with Tombstone and you try to be fancy and get at his wheels or get to the back of him or something. He's going to... You're going to make a mistake, and that's what that's what some of the capitalizes
0: on. And same with Daniel. Yeah, you know, Daniel's probably one of the best drivers uh, in the sport. I think mm-hmm. they're one of the most aggressive drivers. So you uh, we don't really have a whole lot of time to think about what you're going to do against Daniel. He's he's going to be on you, and uh, if you mess up, he's going to try to capitalize So Yeah, he he is a very aggressive. I mean not. Even uh, talking to Ray, sometimes we've asked him. You know, is is going around and trying to get to your back like the way to beat you? And he goes, "I hope teams do that." He's like, "I'm right. just going to pivot and knock him into the wall." So, that's a good point. Um, now I was curious. You know, we got we're talking about um, you know, design for season four. I'm just curious. In the three of you, any of y'all can answer. Um what's one of the worst ideas that you've had that you've actually put up onto a board or even considered like, uh, you know, tinkering and cat about that you've eventually just been like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. There's
5: a few.
0: <laughs> okay, see, I didn't know if, I mean... Uh,
3: well, I don't know that any of them are really like off the table yet. So... Well, <laughs> I
2: think I've, I've come up with several bad fire system ideas that mm, just aren't smart.
3: Yeah, well, Paul had an idea at one point that we were entertaining to add like a Bottle
2: rocket system. Oh yeah, that would that would have been Uh, awesome—an anti-drone bottle, like bottle rocket system, in essence, kind of like what uh, Ultima Destructor did with the rockets, except not (laughs) smoke-inducing. Yeah,
0: that looked like it probably got annoying for the crowd right there. But yeah, that's true. I mean, now if you actually if you happen to hit a drone, that would be amazing, though. Not gonna lie, one of my favorite things is when drones get destroyed. So.
4: Yeah. Well, after after Hypershock took down that drone with uh, Rake, you know, we figured that nobody would be dumb enough to come back with a drone. And we were right. So, uh. Somebody were out a drone. Yeah. Uh, I think he got eaten by the screws. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. When Spitfire <laughs> got eaten by the screws, I was jumping for joy. <laughs> he got that thing rebuilt overnight, too. Oh, really? wow. That, how can you rebuild? I didn't think there was anything left to rebuild. Yeah, he just built a new. They were
0: just a new, a new one. <laughs> oh, okay, So, I mean, obviously, I guess maybe there aren't any necessarily bad ideas, although I'm sure I could give you a few, but your bot's kind of been one of the ones that adapts the most from season to season. Is that just kind of because you guys are constantly tinkering and talking and, you know, writing things on boards and, or, I mean, is that kind of a group effort as far as coming up with, you know, ways to innovate and make it better from season to season? Yeah,
3: I mean the design process. We like, like Mike said before, we hunker down and work on the CADs like a couple of months before the event. But right after the event, we all spitting ideas back and forth on what we want to do. So this this year, um, our plan is actually to change the robot less than we ever have before. So you're going to see a robot that visually looks similar. Okay. Like season two to season three, we did a complete change. Yeah. So, you know, having a first-year design obviously has a lot of risks, and you saw some of that, uh, some of those downfalls last year, especially in our match against Yeti. So we're going to try to use some of the proven technology and make some, uh, basically, some iterations rather than start from scratch. So it's a unique position for us, and hopefully it's an advantage that we haven't really had
0: before. Okay. Uh, Now, when you guys happen to see it um, for the first time on television, are you able to kind of... Now that you're taking a step back from being able to drive and being right there in the pits, are you able to see things that you didn't necessarily see when you're in the battle box? Oh, yeah.
2: At least, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'll answer, I guess, for us. Uh, we definitely, watching it on TV, for instance, we rewatched the Minotaur fight, and I remember Mike's reaction the first time we watched it. He was like, wow, that went a lot better than, in his mind, it was instant loss. Um, all the wheels flew off, one hit, and
4: the world exploded. We were rewatching it, it's like, we were actually doing pretty pretty well. We were holding our own. Even when we're missing two wheels, we're still driving around and still able to be competitive in, a, in some sense. Especially me. Like, it, you know, in the moment, the, the, the match goes by, I'm kind of like in this tunnel vision mode, and uh, I don't remember what the hell happened most of the time. So, I mean, bits and pieces, but, you know, I'm like, hey, after the match, hey, you know, if we won, if we won, that's great, but I still kind of need everybody to... Give, give feedback, because you, know, you definitely miss a lot of details.
0: Now, once a match is over and you've kind of got to get ready for the next match, um, even last year, like how harrowing was it from getting your bot out of the ring from one match to getting it ready for the next? I mean, how much turnaround time were we talking about?
5: Um, Usually it
3: was 24 hours. Okay. I don't think we had less than 24 hours, so that was okay. I mean, we had like, a whole welding and grinding station outside like, the electric pumps and set Tormach had their CNC set up, so we have resources to get the repairs done that we need to get done. Obviously, we're competing with 60 other teams for time on all that equipment, so a lot of times it's just, you know, waiting to turn. It's frustrating because obviously everybody has the same sense of urgency, but um, yeah, that's why this year we actually added an eighth person to the team um, because the film is done over two weeks, so it's hard for everybody to be out there the whole time. And with the new fight car format, what we realized that we we just need more hands to be able to get the repairs done in time.
0: Yeah, that stands to reason. I mean, you could probably you know, get in a whole pit crew there. That would make sense. So, now I had a question for you, Andrea. Now I saw you guys at the Orlando Maker Fair. I saw you talking to a lot of fans. Are it's and you guys are obviously at the makerspace down in uh, Miami. Uh, how big are you on the STEM program, and do you go and uh, talk to you know young women trying to get them excited about possibly a career in you know engineering and robotics? And how important is that to you to see maybe the next Andrea come out?
3: Yeah. So even for season one, a big reason why we did the costumes was to get kids interested to make it accessible for kids, um, and that's why the three of us are you know sitting in this makerspace now. We started this primarily to help kids build their own robots. So yesterday, we were actually in Stewart, Florida, at a competition where we had seven kids from our makerspace drive up there, which is about two hours north, and compete their own robots.
0: So now we're getting to the point where I'm
3: actually competing against the kids, which has been a lot of fun. Um, But yeah, as far as girls in the sport, I'm an engineer, you know, for my day job, for Mm -hmm. my day job, and I'm the only female engineer at my job. So we're trying to change that with the younger generation who... Kind of doesn't know better yet. It doesn't know that it's a boy sport. Um,
0: but yeah, we have
3: to definitely do it at, as young as possible to change it as they get older.
0: You know. Yeah, it's cool. Now I was curious too. Like um, last year, they did a USA versus the world uh, at the end of the tournament. Would you ever? I know this, your team is you know multiple. I mean, you have a male and female. But would you be cool on doing a uh, men versus women competition at some point?
3: I I hate doing that. Okay. You know, like, it, it shouldn't really be about, like, boys are better than girls or whatever. Like, really, all the solutions, you know, engineering is about problem solving, and we need the opinions of everybody to get to the best answers. So I've heard a quote that says, like, "What if we never find a cure for cancer because it's in the mind of a young girl who was told STEM wasn't for her, you know?
0: Yeah. So I think it, it's going to take everybody to
3: solve those problems, and I actually went to an all-girls high school, so I got involved in an all-girl environment, which was great. Um Just from like a support perspective, but um, you know, now obviously our team is, it's probably about half and half. I think we have three women and, well, I guess now we have five guys on the team. Um, But yeah, I think everybody benefits from from co-ed teams.
0: Uh, Yeah. Taking more like uh, perspectives to solve problems is uh, to me the best way. So no, that makes sense then. Now I won't lie though. My wife, when she sees like maybe Hannah driving for a duck, she's rooting for her. And I don't mind her being a little biased, I guess, you know? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) she is Now, Um, and I'd even heard you say before, like, I think I listened to a podcast where Andrea was talking about um hiding in the back of the car so that her mom could get the the kids (laughs) or the boys toy at McDonald's. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. I didn't know there were different toys for boys and girls, but maybe I just didn't notice. But uh, now on the toy category, like, the Hexbug toys. How cool was that to see your design made into a toy?
4: A dream come true.
0: <laughs> yes. Like, when I was a kid, Final uh, Box was still on Comedy Central. Okay. And I used to get those, try to get those toys uh, from McDonald's when I was young. So, like Paul said before, when we were, when we were applying for season one, mm-hmm. uh, we
4: basically had to come up with like, the wildest thing we could think of, and the part of the application process included uh, sketches or renders of the robot, it included uh, costumes or, you know, that wasn't even a criteria, but we kind of made it one. Okay. This whole thing. So, part of the whole brand, um, putting it all together, you know, and then, and then the culmination of all that get, is getting the toy, I think that, I mean, that's still unreal. The first time we went to a store and we saw the toys on the shelf, it was like, I don't even, I can't even describe it, was,
0: yeah, Ray told us he did the same thing. That he's walked in Target and been like, "That's mine. I designed that." So, I mean, yeah, even older guy like that, he's still a kid when he sees that. So that's cool. I now I keep pushing for this, I think. Would it be cool to have a video game of BattleBots at some point?
4: Yes. <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome.
0: Would you guys would you be more concerned with like how it looked or how accurate the machine drove on the game? Or would you just care, be like, "No, it's cool. I don't care." How it looks?
4: Yeah, there's, there's, there's been a few online games and stuff that are that are surprisingly accurate uh, as far as the physics goes. Um, but you know, they don't really ever they don't do justice to the graphics part of it. I think they don't really I don't know if it's just because of the processing or whatever, but they don't really ever look like that realistic. But now with you know with like Xbox and these crazy game consoles, it'd be it'd be really amazing to have a, a high graphics version of.
0: yeah i'm still holding out hope someday so i'm i'm with you there now we we, you talked about the uh costumes before one common thing i seem to notice as far as the cool costumes every team from south florida seems to bring it with the costumes is it just has it gotten competitive with you guys where like maybe hypershock is like okay i've got to up the ante a little bit and then kraken brings it with the pirate uniforms i mean what's with it with you guys down there everybody brings it with the costumes
3: I mean, how do you compete with pirates? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they
4: definitely <laughs> I'll Will was definitely jealous.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, even, even he kind of gave it up for them. And I mean, even Victor said, he's like, you know, I had to bring it. And uh Will even told us, he's like, everybody used to just wear black T-shirts and jeans and that they just, you know, decided, hey, we're going to kick it up a notch. How do you decide who gets to wear the big hat, though? Ooh,
3: like yeah. the, the bird hat? Yeah. Well, we actually all design our own hats. So everybody, like, if you get invited to be on the team, the first thing you have to do is make your own top hat. So, I don't know, you you wear, the, that's just the hat you decided to make for
4: yourself. So. Yeah, <laughs> like Andrea said, we we, we made a, the costume so last minute, season one, that I don't even know how we came up. We found that the, the bird thing, we were like, spear, spear Halloween or something. And we're
0: just looking for random bones and stuff. To, you know, obviously we have like a food theme. We knew we kind of what we
4: wanted to do, but just finding the components is like grab, you know, grab bags, grab whatever you can, and hot glue it on there. Halloween queen
0: sales. <laughs> right. I thought maybe that was just like a weekend trip to New Orleans. You just grabbed all the swag and came back. So that would have been easier. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, when we saw you guys in Orlando, uh, you mostly that weekend you were doing the power racing series. Like you didn't have a bot competing in the uh, robot combat.
1: Yes, this, this was what I saw and I immediately fell in love with because I did not know such a thing existed.
0: Yeah. It was really cool. So, um, and he's gotten into it, like read all the rules and is kind of starting to make a bot. Kinda. But- I'm, I'm not going to lie. Uh, so
1: the power racing right. series for anybody that may not know is basically you're turning a kid's power wheels, uh, into a monster <laughs> and, uh, and, and racing it, which is, it's very fun and, um, we saw you guys out there driving a hot tub. Yep.
0: Did you win yep. that race? Uh, yeah, I
1: don't know which race you saw, but
4: I won one and I think I won one or two. We uh, had like
0: four medals. I had a bunch of medals. <laughs> yeah, uh, like Jen from the Little Pink Corvette team, she kind of seemed like she had trouble with the uh, asphalt down here. I was like, you guys are a Florida team. You didn't have any problem with that, right? <laughs>
4: Yeah, no. Uh, the Orlando race was super fun, uh, and I'm glad that so many teams came from like out of state. Uh, like you said, Jen is—I don't even know how many medals she has. Must get must get tired of carrying around all those medals. <laughs> um, she's definitely a fierce competitor, uh, but you know she had a lot of fun with it too. So I was I was amazed that one race that I beat her. And just, if there's a an picture out there. You got to find it and, and put it on the podcast. There on your- <laughs> I'm going to picture her kind of glaring over at me as I'm getting my the first place medal put on my neck, and uh,
0: just uh, capture the moment so perfectly. Yeah, I, th- I think that
1: may have even been a picture I took.
0: Yeah, she wanted to win that race, and I thought she was going to for a while. Um, now, with the I, I, one of the rules in this stipulates that you kind of have a $500 limit as far as your uh, your car, correct? So now is that just kind of a Scout's Honor thing? Like, as long as nobody shows up with a Tesla engine, you're like, all right, this makes sense.
4: I I think, generally speaking, it's it's on the Honor system. But like like you said, if you're – they're kind of cracking down more on it now, I think, uh, the bill of materials because people – there's, like, a, a fair market value adjustment for parts if you find stuff used or, like, whatever. Like, if your friend gives you a motor, it's not free. Like, that motor's sold. For someone else to buy that same motor would cost something, you know, fifty bucks, 50 bucks whatever it is. So even though it's even though you found it in a dumpster, that doesn't make it a free part on your bill of materials. So a lot of people, I think a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people try to bend the rules um, to 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 their will, but realistically, like if you put a free motor on your bomb and you come in last place, nobody cares. But if you if you have you know a bunch of "Quote unquote free parts, and you're constantly winning races, or you you know destroy the the grid on the first race. People are going to be you know, hey, let me see your bomb. You know, mm-hmm. it's pretty it's pretty easy to look at someone's car and and, and determine whether it's five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. But at the end of the day, it's like if you have a reliable car, you're going to be at the at least at the middle of the pack or probably top third because that's the biggest problem. Is a lot of people's cars tend to break. Just like bottle Yeah. yeah. That,
1: that was the advice I was given, is basically just make it work. Um, yeah. but I'm I'm quickly realizing that you guys um, are very much so electrical engineers yeah. because it's not so so simple as just strapping an electric motor to a, an axle and let's go. So I'm very much in over my head on the research phase of this already. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if if you're serious
4: about building a car um,
1: there's a there's another team out there Team Lazy Gecko
4: and uh, they have a ton of information on their website uh, like build materials like write-ups on different motors and controllers and you could pretty much build your entire car just from reading the information on their website which is basically what I did Um, so there is like you can get pretty much off the shelf one of those scooter motors or something yeah Yeah, scooter motors Controller from China, and they're
0: cheap and reliable, and plug and play. Plug and play. And play, and play. <laughs> nice.
1: That's yeah. my that's my kind of uh, stuff right there. Is plug and play. <laughs> at least at least when it comes to electronics.
0: Now, how did you determine who's going to drive? Just whoever's dumb enough to sit in that thing for an hour <laughs> and a half? Uh,
4: yeah, basically. No, uh, Andrea <laughs> actually has her own power wheels car too. Okay. Um, mystery machine that we built well, like two years ago. It's an awesome little car too, but that was like our first foray at, at Power Wheels Racing and, and it's it's actually terrifying because the car is like super small like really really small wheelbase mm-hmm. so just by nature of fitting all this stuff in there you're kind of sitting up high with a small wheelbase and it, it's not a good combination um, so she flipped the car once, I flipped the car once, like it's, it's uh, you walk away with cuts and bruises and stuff.
3: It's like a you ride on so yeah. you your body to this thing I
4: think you put it like my, so my car, um, there's, like, a tubing on the side or whatever, and just from the 30-minute race or whatever it was, like, I had these, like, huge bruises on both my legs, like, on the outside, and, uh, which, of course, you don't notice at the time, but, you know, that night when you're at dinner, you're like, damn, my leg kind of hurts, and, and you realize you have a giant welt on your leg or whatever, and it's, <laughs>
1: yeah. it's uh, like I said, you're, you're you know, 200 two hundred pounds on a 100-pound and it gets dangerous fast. <laughs> oh yeah, with all the armor I saw some of you guys wearing while driving, uh, it's definitely a, a little bit of a contact sport, I would say. Yeah,
0: for sure. Now, I, how played out is the Mario Kart theme on the circuit? I mean, is it, like, is a new team come in and do that and think they're all cute and got, the rest of you are just sort of rolling your eyes like, yeah, it's been done. Yeah. I, think, uh, I think it's like outlawed. I don't think yeah. anybody can do it. Like, people have done it already and once you,
4: once you reach like a certain level like you can't outdo that person you just don't even try like some someone did the uh delorean from back to the future yeah. they did it so good that no like nobody else could possibly do it better so it's like blacklisted
0: <laughs> <laughs> makes sense um now do you know who your sponsors are going to be next coming into season four on battle bots or is that still up in the air you app? can't say season four yet you i mean you just have to see say the april event you d- Tentatively, do you have an idea if there was to be an event? <laughs> no, no, no. They're should. selling
1: tickets to an event. You just can't call it season four yet.
0: Okay. <laughs> what he said.
5: So
3: we have had a couple of sponsors be crazy enough to support us at risk without knowing if there is going to be a season four yet. Uh, Kalamazoo Waterjet has been supporting us since 2013, so since before we've been on
5: TV. Um, so they were quick
3: to you know, tell us whatever you need. Let, let's do it now and let's get started. Um, and Vex Robotics uh, told us that they're interested in coming back, so we're still working with them. Cool. All right. That's your Max also uh, has started working with us now.
0: So. Awesome.
3: We got three out of the five spots so
0: far at risk. All right. So, you, But you've kind of tentatively got it lined up if an event were to happen. That's I don't what- I told you an event is. Why are you giving me that look? Right. They're
1: selling tickets to it, or when, they've announced that they're going to. All
0: right. Well, I, I, I want to thank you guys. You've been great. I know I'm going to have to let you run in a minute. I have one final important question, and I was going to start with Paul, and then the rest of you can take it if you want to, also. So, Paul, here we go. Um, rank these in order of your personal preference: French toast, pancakes, and waffles. Yes. <laughs> is that the order? Yes. <laughs>
1: It will be French toast, then pancakes, then waffles. Oh, that's just wrong. Any differentiating pancakes are opinions. clearly
0: the best. <laughs> is it, is it chicken waffles or just waffles? We're just waffles oh, here. Oh, yeah. Chicken would put that over the top. Oh. All right. Any disagreement around the rest of the group there? Mike?
1: Yeah. I would probably go waffles higher than pancakes.
0: Uh, Mike's oh, no. a man after my own heart. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Why don't you like pancakes? See, the thing is, I, I was raised the way I eat a French toast is I put granulated sugar on it. So I just dump
2: literally sugar on it. Not powdered sugar, not syrup, granulated sugar. So that's why I like French toast. It's, it's like a sugar rush. It's like, just
0: good that way. The man has a <laughs> point. All right. Well, I won't keep you guys, I'll let you guys get back to work, but thank you so much. Yes, thank uh, you. And if there happens to be a season of, I don't know how to say this anymore, but, uh, Watch Rick Witch Doctor and root for them and maybe buy their shirts because they're a lot cooler than some of the other shirts in the Battle Blast store. <laughs> All right. Thank All right, you guys, guys so much. Appreciate it. Thank okay. you. All right. Bye.
1: We are back. How about how about Team Witch Doctor? Or actually, yeah. what is it? It's um, it, that's not their team name. It's uh, what is it? Category
0: Five. Oh, that was one of the teams. She said no? she'd been on before. Um, oh God, you know, I know it's something the, else. You know, one of the names that they've used, and I do not think they are going to use this on Discovery Channel. Was Busted Nut Robotics? Yeah, I don't know if that's going to play for them. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, maybe on Discovery. Definitely not on ABC. Yeah, well not on Battle Bots, I don't think. It's just you know, they're the teams are just the team of the bot. So yeah. you know. Thank them again. Uh they were great and I hope to have them back you know after they film, maybe during the season, just to see how things went and how they felt they did. Yeah, I mean, uh they did well last year. They made it to the final sixteen. No shame in losing to Minotaur. So no and um you know we got a little more clarification on the uh power racing series too yeah about how you know just because you find a tesla engine in the trash doesn't mean it is worthless or whatever you want to call it so exactly but, but it's it is one of those things
1: i i did kind of take his advice and i looked at the lazy gecko racing website and it, that
0: uh, it does have some very useful information so i'm gonna i'm gonna ponder that yeah, now a question that I I had but didn't ask because I you know I didn't want to like keep them, but um, like if you do find something in the trash that's non-working, like say you do find an engine that just you know for whatever reason isn't working and you rebuild the engine, then what do you consider that cost as? I'm sure that's probably one of the like sneakier details of the yeah. Sport. I
1: mean, it may be that you have to just include the parts you use to fix the motor, but. Um, other than that I'm not quite sure
0: yeah I mean like I said I don't, I know that this isn't like some there's not like a Roger Goodell lording over this league like going oh <laughs> you spent eight bucks on uh, air filters no. you know so but yeah I mean it was well, cool here. and there's a lot of stuff that
1: is not like doesn't go to the budget like anything safety wise so you can just like have the best brakes ever imagined like you can just put a ten thousand dollar braking system on it and uh it, but that's in the name of safety, so...
0: Yeah, darn right. And Does the helmet count? Does the helmet part of the car? No, no, no. It's okay. Not,
1: it's not part of the car. Or, the, like, all the pads you may end up wearing to protect yourself from, like, getting thrown around in the car and stuff, so...
0: Yeah, and, like, I wasn't really... Uh, I wasn't trying to badmouth them when I said, you know, who's the one that's dumb enough to get in the car? Oh, no, that is a, it, that is not Uh, because some of those things are completely unstable well i just feel like i i've been in a go-kart for an hour and afterwards needed like serious chiropractic care yeah well if you see some
1: of the uh like like i said so just some of the padding they were like some of them were wearing full body armor like and you almost have to because those things could flip over at any moment or just
0: you just get run into a barrier i mean we were outside the uh racetrack and we were getting like tire shreds like shrapnel thrown upon us in that hairpin turn. Yeah, you got to wear some safety goggles for For sure. For (laughs) real. Yeah, I I hid behind a little kid. I'm like, oh, you want to sit up front? Yeah, you go right ahead. I'll (laughs) hide behind you. Uh,
1: So one thing we wanted to get into, uh, now that there is an upcoming uh, BattleBots event, uh, we don't know the schedule. We don't know the participants. So we're, of course, going to do a a top five power ranking.
0: Now, we do... We do know a couple of teams that will not be participating in this season. Uh, one is our good buddy Ravi. Yeah, with uh, at the all-black robotic
1: show appearances.
0: Yeah, and the, uh, the the maker of Red Devil, who was in China last year when Ravi was uh, basically renting his bot. They've both said that they are out for this season. Ravi's got. Um, quartz lab his uh maker space up in uh, the north pole in canada (laughs) so he's got a lot going on so and i know he's going to uh king of bots in china so i guess battle bots just wasn't in the cards for him so we'll have him on uh wish him good luck in china and hope to see him again and then uh no no bail spear to pick on this season uh, let's not get too hasty remember he was the last second edition last year so maybe they do it again this year uh, yeah i mean he said he's out because he doesn't have like a major sponsor again like adamandeve.com what are you doing you've got a perfectly good uh fist there and fister roboto that you could use to advertise for you you get those adamandeve.com commercials late at night on your tv oh. especially around this time of year it's we perfect. just had this discussion about it, how we weren't gonna say naughty stuff it's i didn't say naughty stuff this is still we're at pg realm right now <laughs> uh, maybe that's pg-ish so ish but yeah godspeed earl i uh, will uh hopefully have you on the season two and uh, get his opinion on some things yeah. going on so uh way too early top five um so is this in any particular order that you have or uh, i was gonna go five to one but yeah i mean i, mean, I, I don't
1: really have them ranked just yet <clears throat> Alright, well but. you can
0: just say you're five. I'll I'll go in uh, five through one. Um I had a couple of honorable mentions, just teams that I think could crack the top five if everything goes right. Um got Son of yeah. Sawblaze, Witch Doctor, Huge. Sawblaze. You and Sawblaze and Rotator. Terrible. I think any of those teams with, you know, a favorable schedule and uh, you know, putting it all together could, could crack in the top five and make the final four in the tournament. Uh, so, my top five in no
1: particular order just yet. Um, gotta go Tombstone. Okay. Um, gotta go Bronco. Mm hmm. Pretty sturdy. Uh, Minotaur, of course, because they always, you know, usually take a good beating and keep on going. Uh, and you got to have Bite Force. I think I've effectively taken the first f- uh, four seeds from last year. But this one may surprise you. I'm going huge in Number my five. top five. All right. Because um, I sincerely think they really, really had a good shot at dethroning the eventual champ. Uh, and they just, it just didn't hold together. I think if they can, uh, you know, fortify that middle support to where they don't break in half, they they may be
0: doing some big things this year. Some well,
1: huge things this year.
0: That's my problem is they are going to have a time with horizontal spinners. Yeah. We we worried about what would happen when they uh, fought one, and then we saw it, and we're like, ooh,
1: yeah. So um, I'm kind of wondering what they can do to possibly
0: uh, combat that. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they'll probably you know come up with maybe some better damage absorption this year, but I think that's going to still be an issue for them. And you know, maybe they can get a favorable schedule and not have to face too many of those, but. I do think that's a problem. So my top five is very similar to yours. Um well, I just I want to I wanna see them
1: because I think it was a tactical error when they went with the shorter blade versus ice wave. I think they just should have stuck with the longer blade and gone weapon to weapon. But And okay. just tried to keep them
0: at bay. Yeah. Um the you know, only difference I had, uh, sub out huge, put in whiplash. Um and I have whiplash at five. I, I can just go through it real quick. It's bite force one. They're the champs yeah tombstone two. um i still think that's the most intimidating team i still think when you see tombstone on the schedule you kind of get a ah crap it generates some of the most raw power yeah minotaur three i feel like they're just kind of sitting right outside the top two but those are the two teams that they seem to have trouble beating so uh bronco four and then whiplash five and even though whiplash really took it to bronco in the tournament last season i feel like Against the field, Bronco would have a better time than Whiplash would. But I still see, you know, a lot of good things out of Whiplash, and think that they're going to be forced to be reckoned with. So yeah, I just think it
1: was a again another tactical error on uh, you know second guessing what kind of equipment you put on your robot. Those little stupid up the wheel guard, hook
0: guard, yeah, they just totally worked against them in their fight with Whiplash. They did. I I don't know if whether they have them on or not, that they beat Whiplash. I mean, that just seemed like... I don't know. I think they do because a lot of times when Whiplash was getting them caught
1: up, it was because of those stupid wheel guards. And that
0: was part of it, yeah. I mean, he he came out on fire in that match, though. He yeah. just raced the absolute perfect match. So, I still think he would have won. But, yeah, I mean, I do give... I, I give Bronco the nod over him just because I think against the field they do a little better. So... And then we got my honorable mentions. Uh, There's a few others that could crack in there. But, um, you know, like I said, this is a way too early. So
1: it's way too early.
0: Now, you kind of said there there was like a we'll do a show me something. Basically, this is a team that's not in our top five that we want to see more from this season than what they did in the past. Do you have a show me something team? And it could be huge for you. I mean, it could be just them trying to crack the top five. I want
1: and this might surprise you. I, I want to see chomp do something like I want to see them design something around some of this co- really cool technology that will actually be
0: effective. Okay. Um, and i I've got a uh, two real quick. I got um the shark, the shark oprian team. Oh. Um, he's actually put shark up for sale. So if you have 4,000 laying around, you can own shark oprian, wow. have it just ride through here and scare <laughs> the crap out of the cats. <laughs> uh, but he's, uh, he's building a new bot that is called Excelsior, and it looks pretty nasty. Interesting. Like, it looks really nice What right kind of now. bot is it? Um,
1: <clears throat>
0: It's similar. It's got, like, two big wheels. <clears throat> Does it have Stanley's face on it? No. Um, I, I really have a difficult time. It's got a what looks like a vertical spinner on the front. I'm not exactly sure, though, because I've only gotten some, like, teaser video out of it. But it's looking pretty cool. It looks like it's really going to be an improvement off of Shark Oprian, which... Again, he built this out of, like, scrap and and went two and one. So, I mean, I'm expecting a little more from him. Um, Hypershock, too. Kind of think it's time to get back into the tournament for them.
1: Yes, we were talking to them about some uh, improvements they were making to their drivetrain. Hopefully, they've gotten those flushed out.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Shredderator. Prove me wrong. Talked a lot of crap last year. Uh, Make me eat my words. Well, yeah, they kind of did... Well, not really. I mean,
1: we we did interview them, and they were saying that the robot was having technical issues, but...
0: Yeah, so, I mean, but again, this season... I mean, I know last season, Um, you know, when we asked teams, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? What happened here? A lot of the time, it was time. Yeah. So, I, there's not... Even now, since there's no official word yet, they can't really go full in on building yet. But, uh... So that might be an issue again this season. So it might just favor the teams that could prepare early. Yeah, I think I think it definitely will be. Uh, It seems like, you know,
1: if they get contracts out soon enough, um, I mean, maybe they might get seven weeks before they, you know, actually have to show up. But that's I mean, that's still not a lot of time, especially for people that are, you know, going to be new to the show. And maybe, you know, they've done the planning but they haven't actually built the robot yet
0: yeah i was gonna say ones that haven't even built yet i mean i know some of these teams probably some of them are probably just going to take it out of storage and dust it off some of them are able to work on it and are you know probably have 75 percent of the finished product already made and could just you know put on some tires and whatever (laughs) i mean no it's more than that but uh and then, But you're going to have teams that are just building from scratch, and that could be a problem because the first time they're going to be able to test it is in the arena, basically.
1: Oh, uh, you said, uh, you know, show me something, team. How, how about our good buddies' uh, uh, poor life choices with Battle Royale with cheese? We want to see that again, right? Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, I think they, they came out there wanting to win, but, you know, I mean, it's your first season. Mistakes are going to be made. Learn from it. Come back. And uh, make something, you know, a little more trustworthy, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like if they could get that motor, if they can get that bacon blade going, they're going to hit somebody and they're going to win a match. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. So. R.I.P. Shorter Pounder. (laughs) Well, again, thank you so much for uh, Team Witch Doctor for coming aboard. Yes.
1: And hopefully we'll get an official season four announcement soon so we can actually start calling it that. And, uh, yeah, we'll try to yeah. have a
0: couple more uh, interviews leading up to that, though.
1: Yeah, this probably won't be an every week episode thing right now. It'll probably be be more like every two, three, maybe even four weeks um, until the season really gets going. But uh, yeah, it'll uh, it'll be fun. It'll be our own little thing, exactly. So, alrighty, folks. Well, you've you've sat through uh, Breaking Bots episode one. Uh, join us next time when. We do something. We're just not sure yet. Have episode two, probably. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It'll be episode two. (laughs) Zero, zero, two. Good night, all. Later.